Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Back in on Bink at Night, Dusty Likens here with you, Kramer as well. Boys, the tunes tonight, stellar. That intro sounded like an intro song to an 80s porno. You want to name that title? What is it? Pizza Boy. Mm. So yes, it probably is a porno. I feel like it wasn't a veggie delight either. The Meat Lovers. Okay. Man, Jacob DeGrom is so good. He's human now. He gave a home run the first inning. Mm. Mets were down 3-1. to one. He threw 68 pitches and 54 of them were strikes. No sticky stuff. None. It's clean. He is. He's a clean. He's clean. But, I mean, he just throws 98 at your eyeballs and tells you to hit it. He has struck out 12 batters through five innings on 68 pitches. He is playing the Braves, a title contending team. Man, I wish I was a college athlete. I well, no, we're not gonna go there. Just shut up. Just shut up. Not gonna go. If you wouldn't have just blown out your arm, you would have been there. No, 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 no. It wasn't my arm. It was eh, never mind. I'm curious now. Somebody wants to know about, can we talk about the stupid home field advantages are in Madden? That's, I mean, that's where you are in Madden. If you're still buying Madden and you're still into that and you're, you know, you're still playing video games and whatnot and your selling point is, well, you know, this year home field advantage. I believe the chiefs one is offenses that play you when you have the home field advantage going, their audibles will fail. Boy, that's, that's really going to sell me on, on Madden. There's only one sports game that you should really play, and that's FIFA. There's not a better for, sports game than FIFA. No, it will be the show. Same as Madden. It's the same game. What, now you can play on a spaceship? I mean, props they do have Jeff Passan as the uh, spokesman for that game. Pretty cool. Uh, that was cool. But, uh, eh, no. I love me some Passan. Yeah, it's turn on ESPN. I do. Yeah, follow him on Twitter. You don't need a video game for $60. That's the same game as it was the last five years. There will be a day, Kramer, where video games will get it right, where they'll just charge you 25 bucks to update the system so you don't have to buy a full game for $60. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, they'll lose, they, they would lose so much money doing that. Maybe. 
Maybe not. But the fact that they're going to lose everybody, well, they probably won't. But uh, now people are going to buy it. That's it. They're going to do it. There's a new Mario Golf. Yes, that is fun. Is it on it, P- is it, it on is PS4 fun. and no, 5? No, it's, it's it's only Nintendo exclusive. It is fun. I loved Mario Golf on N64. That was one of my favorite games. Cuz you could get birdie badges and your goal was to get a birdie badge at every cor- at every hole. The thing that sucks is well my buddy Noah has the game mm-hmm. and he has it he cuz he's my roommate. So, so what do you play it on? Well, our Switch. Um, and but he's over at uh, KU Medical, which he's Recovering from that kidney transplant, so I mean he's Ooh. he's fighting it. Okay, so you're just playing his Mario game. While well, he's, he's playing the Mario game while he's over there just uh, rehabbing. Mm. I take it you don't actually swing; you just no, no. You can actually so use a Joy-Con. That? No, he's playing it handheld. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah, no, he's yeah he's not going to stand and swing a golf club. Yeah. You see him alum, and you've got me craving Fitter's Pizza now. Yeah, the best way to go was Sundays. You got Fitter's Pizza, and then you went over to Heroes and got their wings. Ten wings and a large pizza. It only cost you $15. And if I was a college athlete down there, I would have that sponsored in the bag. In the bag. I would want a little Caesars one. Hot and ready in five minutes? Yeah. Know your wealth. That's all you got to do. Just go out there and be like, hey, you know what? Put my face on your window. Tell people that I eat this all the time. And I'll eat it, and I'll talk about it. Pay me. Somebody that eats it and talks about it all the time is Patrick Mahomes, and this was Trey Wingo with Pete Sweeney on Arrowhead Pride about Mahomes' legacy. There's no part of me that looks at Mahomes' legacy and says it's going to be altered by that game. Now, you know, the best Super Bowl Tom Brady ever played, he lost. It was the Super Bowl to the Eagles, 52 yeah, uh, forty-one to thirty-three. He threw for three hundred yards in the first half. He threw for three hundred <laughs> yards in the first half. He statistically had his best game ever, and they lost. So, uh, look, there will. I'm. If someone wants to say Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback and is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, I can't argue with that. It, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get around that. But if you're asking me who has the skill set to play it better and and play it at a higher level. Right now, to me, that would be Patrick Mahomes. There's no doubt about it. Because Patrick Mahomes is somebody that we've seen only three other times in my mind, maybe four. There's one name that I haven't put on here that I think might be up there. But Patrick Mahomes' legacy is secured for at least 10 years because of the way he attacked it at such a young age. And Trey Wingo's right. Like, yes, he lost that Super Bowl. Yes, it was to Tom Brady. But his legacy doesn't change. Because this will be Patrick Mahomes' fourth year as a starter, right? He's lost in the AFC Championship, won a Super Bowl, lost in a Super Bowl, and now he comes back. Along that way, he's been successful in the regular season as well. He's won an MVP. He's played in Pro Bowls. He's played in golf matches where there's celebrity pro-ams. He's been sponsored by some pretty damn good sponsorships. Adidas, Oakley State Farm, to name a few. And he did it right, and he did it in the best way possible. If you're building a legacy, the blueprint is LeBron, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes. 
The other name that I'd probably put on there is Cristiano Ronaldo. All of these guys. Now, LeBron, it took a little bit a little bit longer because he had to get out of Cleveland. But all these guys have something in common. They won. They won immediately. They were recognized. And they had big sponsorships with it. And not only did they win, but they won at the highest plateau. Like, you watched the last dance. When Jordan was on that team when he first got drafted, it was a bunch of dudes that didn't care. And Jordan was out there busting his ass and playing basketball. And then it was 94, and they were in the finals, and he was winning rings. And he won three in a row. And he did the dunk competition. He won some MVPs. He got the shoe deal. He went nuts. Jordan's legacy, he didn't need to win three other titles. He didn't need to win three total titles. If he won two, he was fine. LeBron James, same way. I just listened to Retro Week with Mark Carmen and Nick Wright, and they were talking about how he did a show with LeBron's uh, The Decision. LeBron hadn't even won a ring yet. Goes to Miami and won, won a few. But LeBron's legacy was already made. Once he got the ring, and then he got the second ring, it was in the bag. But again, successful and endorsed right away. And then you look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods in the 97 Masters. Tiger Woods at the 96 uh, TPC Open, in, or the TPC in Scottsdale. The big 16 before it was triple decked or whatever it was. Tiger Woods aced it on his first ever tournament where he was a pro. He aced the 16th hole. And then he won tournaments. And then Nike came. And then Buick came. And all these endorsements rolled in. Yes, there's stuff that happened in the future, but what I'm getting at is that their legacies were made because they they just capped it off so early. And Patrick Mahomes on that same route. He won a Super Bowl the second year he was a starter. He went to the Super Bowl his third year as a starter, and he was in the AFC Championship game in all three of those years. And in one of those years, he lost to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game where he didn't get to touch the football in overtime. State Farm came calling, Adidas came calling, and Oakley came calling. And he's got the ring. And he doesn't have to worry about it because he's still so young that the opportunity for championships is still immensely out there for any time he wants. He's the favorite. They are the favorite, the Chiefs, to win the Super Bowl. He's the favorite to win the MVP. It will be that way for the next few years. The question is, can he win one? The question is not, is his legacy there? The legacy is there. He's 26 years old. He's a championship-winning quarterback, an MVP-winning quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, not even 30. That's why a Super Bowl loss at the age of 26, 25 doesn't matter. Is Tom Brady the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL? Probably. But that's not the argument that they're making. The argument that we're making is that his legacy has been made and that his legacy wasn't damaged by losing to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I thought it was really important what Trey Wingo said, that Tom Brady's best Super Bowl, he didn't win. But it's different than a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, successful right away. 
won a Super Bowl, won an MVP. But his legacy has been tarnished because he hasn't had that much success like these other guys have had. Multiple titles, multiple title opportunities. Rodgers only played in one Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't know if he's going to play football anymore. So I do agree. No legacy was tarnished in the loss to the Bucs. None of that matters. Because Patrick Mahomes has done such a fine job building it early and often. That it's going to be tough to really kind of say, well, that one's going to hurt his, his career there. Now, if he goes to like eight more Super Bowls and never wins another one, we're having a different conversation. But the odds of that happening... I don't like it. I watched Tom Brady on the shop the other night. He went 10 years or so without winning a Super Bowl, then won it again and again and again. They come in waves, but legacies don't. Tom Brady, same type of story. Successful, successful, stayed on that ride, stayed as a winning quarterback, never failed. Patrick Mahomes, nothing to worry about, at least as of now. But I can't see him going to eight Super Bowls and losing all eight. I don't see that being a possibility. Coming up, um, today was the day that they had one man up a gum tree. Bing at night. Oh, yeah, baby. As the night starts to calm down. We're into that 8 o'clock hour. I know you feel it. I do. It's Pink at Night with Dusty Likens and my man Kramer. Ooh, baby. That's right. Patrick Mahomes is Russell Wilson, just not as athletic. You can take that take all the way back to your house, 913-816. More like unknowns at Heroes after the pizza. Huh? Not on a Sunday. Too many of those on uh, Friday after school. If you want to know what's in the unknown, I don't know, because it's unknown. The Barry White intro was outstanding. Well, now you're getting Marvin Gaye. Trivia question. Do you know how Marvin Gaye died? I do not. He was shot by his father in his sleep. His father was a minister and didn't like his music selection. Murdered him. True story. He would have made so much money. Not the way his father wanted him to do it. Um, some breaking news uh, for your Royals. <laughs> as much as you hate to talk about the Royals right now, from there you go. From Josh Vernier, Salvador Perez named an All Star for the seventh time. His sixth start. Only eight catchers in the history have started more. Six are Hall of Famers. He's one of four catchers. With six-plus all-star starts and five-plus gold gloves, only Perez and Johnny Bench have those accolades and a World Series MVP. Hashtag Royals. So on the end of your gloomy, sad day, where the Royals were handed a 15-to-1 loss, Salvador Perez will represent the Royals and will start for the American League side in the All-Star game. Salvador Perez has, like, one of my most iconic scenes for an all-star game. Like my number one, I think my number one iconic scene for baseball was probably when A-Rod told Ripken to go play short. Like that to me was one, because Cal Ripken's probably like one of my top three baseball players of all time. 
there's a huge background story to all that that we don't have time to talk about. But A-Rod was like, no, you get over and play short. Like, you go over there. Um, when all the pl- when they played in Fenway, all the players went out to the mound, um, and Ted Williams was out there, and it was, like, towards the end of his life, and all these, like, major iconic sports figures were, like, around Ted Williams as he threw out the first pitch uh, for the All-Star game. And then the Salvador Perez and Mariano Rivera of recent history, where it was Mariano's last all-star game, probably the best closer we've ever seen. 14. The New um, yeah. And where it was at, how they did it, you know, and you look at Sal Perez and at the time, Sal Perez was this guy that was, he was an up and coming catcher. Every, everyone kind of knew that Sal Perez was going to be that guy that, you know, might be the next Yachty Molina, which is huge shoes to fill. Um, but here he was walking off the field with Mariano Rivera in New York during an all-star game where it's like, this is the greatest closer ever do it. This is probably the next best catcher of the American league. If not all of baseball, like no other Royal is going to the all-star game other than Salvador Perez. Bobby Witt is on the cover of the futures game, which sorry, I don't mean to do that, but you have to kind of talk about it, right? Because today was a day in which chiefs fans become very, very vibrant because a lot of Kansas Cityans, myself included, this is this is sports where it's not the most exciting because basketball is not followed by a lot of people here and it's starting to wind down as the Western Conference has decided it will be the Suns versus either the Hawks or the Bucks, both playing without their stars, no Giannis and no Trey Young tonight in game five in that game. But Baseball is now kind of at that point where it's like, oh, another game, another game. They've played 80 games already. So there's 82 games left. And today was one of those games where the Royals lose 15 to 1. And I joined Josh Fernier's show not too long ago in post game. And I said, hey, man, something's got to change. And he kind of shot back with, yeah, what's that? I said, well, somebody's going to have to pay for this. That's just the way I look at business. If I'm not doing my job, I should be punished for that. I can go back to my buddy who owns the Red Door Wine Store in Lee Summit. There are times will call me help. Now, I'm not out there selling Pinot. I'm not out there selling Blancs. I'm not out there selling Shards. But I'm out there doing busy work, picking up some wine glasses, running through the dishwasher. And if I break one, that's fine. It's frowned upon. Don't do it again. But if I broke five or six glasses in one shift, you know what he's going to tell me? Hey, man, don't worry about coming back. It's over. I don't need it anymore. We're done. Arrivederci. See you later. I don't want to waste money on this anymore because you're causing me to go outside of what I normally need to do because I shouldn't have to be worried about by him. He should be able to say, hey, here's the deal. Just do your thing, and I'm going to do my thing. We don't have to worry about it. That's not what's happening in Kansas City right now. The capital that this team spent on pitching, the way that pitching is failing, the way that this team is going right now, something needs to happen. Me personally, you look at your pitching coach. Sorry. I get it that the batting isn't there either. I'm not there yet with Terry Bradshaw. Because Dayton Moore didn't draft a lot of capital in the batting order. Yes, Adalberto Mondesi has been a very, very frustrating thing to look at. I'm sure he's frustrated too. Hunter Dozier and Jorge Soler, 
also very frustrating. I'm sure they're frustrated too. But Dayton Moore didn't spend high collateral and draft picks with that. He did in Brady Singer and Jackson Kowar and Daniel Lynch, although Daniel Lynch was kind of in the, in the Hosmer deal. But with all these guys that they have focused on the franchise moving forward, which is pitching, key is pitching. Again, I use that analogy. If you're a rich man and you want a bunch of nice cars, but you don't have the time to keep up with them, you hire somebody to do that. You expect that person to get the oil checks when they're ready, to rotate the tires when they're ready, to make sure they stay in tip-top shape so they're ready when you need to take them out. That's what Cal Eldred is. He's that guy, the mechanic, that keeps these cars tuned up, these pitchers, keeps them ready, gets them better for the next drive, learns from that turn, learns from that experience. That's not happening. Brad Keller's been a mess since opening day and hasn't seen any improvement. Somebody's got to be there to help that out. And when you look at it from a standpoint of another analogy of if there's a kid that just continuously keeps failing tests, but you know that his IQ is wise, maybe it's the teacher in the way they're explaining the test material. Do we ever look at it in that regard? Maybe it's the teacher that's like, you know what? Maybe this teacher's not explaining to these kids the right way to learn this material. My first red flag was the changeup that was being tipped. How does a pitching coach not notice that? How does he not pull a guy over? Hey, by the way, hey, just want to let you know that when you're throwing your changeup, your arm speed's a little faster. Maybe work on that. I can help you with that. And maybe that conversation happened. I don't know for sure if it did or not. But I know that this team at one point was 16-9. and And now this team is 30-47 and or something like that. Does it matter? 33-47? and I think that's what it is. 33-47. and They played 80 games. And something's got to change. Because today's loss... And today where the Royals sit feels more sour than where they sat when they had lost 11 in a row. The Royals are 33 and 47 on the season. That's just the way it is. It's a business at the end of the day. And when you look at it, there's also a position of power. Dayton Moore ain't going anywhere. Mike Matheny's not going anywhere. So what's that mean? And I get it. There's the old coinage of if not him, then who? I can't sit here and tell you that I know who would get called up or who would change responsibilities. But I know that what's not happening is pitching has not been effective. It hasn't been great. And it's tough to watch. And if your main draft capital is on pitching and your pitching is doing that, it's not good because the Royals lost the Red Sox today 15-1. to And according to Alec Lewis of The Athletic, they've lost nine in a row for the second time in two months. They've lost 21 of their last 25, and they're now on pace for 67 wins. This has been, a, this has been brutal in a number of ways. A lot of steam coming from everywhere. The record is now 33-47. and 47. Coming up after this. It's a new look Chiefs team, I think, this year. One that we haven't t- we haven't really seen, and I kind of think 
the Super Bowl might have woken a sleeping giant. Bing at night. In 16 Sports Radio, 8.35 at night tonight. Almost ready to wrap this thing up. Filling in for Jay Binkley as he was on with the guys uh, from Fesco. As it's uh, it's out of town time, man. It's summer vacay season. What can I say? It's, that's what it is. People got things to do. And it ain't watch the Royals. I think it's interesting that uh, Conor McGregor fights this weekend, and uh, a lot of people I don't think could care less. He's going to lose. I mean, we've already he, seen this fight. He already I, lost. Yeah, I think if he does, it's it's got to be it, right? It's got to be over for. He's going to have to fight a Paul brother. That, that's that's it. Hey, if he loses this fight, he has to fight a Paul brother. That's it. I feel like that will happen. I feel like that will happen. He'd do it too, wouldn't he? Oh, for money, you know he would. That's why Floyd did it. Yeah. Barstool's R and R needs to rough and rowdy needs to grab him. Your MLB All Star stars have been announced. Salvador Perez and Buster Posey will be the catchers. The DH is Shohei Otani. First base is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the AL. Freddie Freeman in the NL. Marcus Simeon in second. Adam Frey. I don't need to read these. You can go to Google. All you need to know is that Salvador Perez is the starting catcher for the American League in the All Star game. Will they let Shohei Otani pitch and hit in the same game? If I'm the Angels, I'd say no, but, I mean, it's the All-Star game, so why not? Do you believe in that, that, like, home run derby messes with people's No, swing? it doesn't. Okay. It's just a glorified batting practice. It's like, take, it's like taking BP with no net around you. I mean, I've done it before. It's weird, but it's fun. I understand why Fernando Tatis Jr. decided not to do it because he has back problems. Right. They should just let him use metal bats. The old uh, composite ones? Yeah, but don't let, like, the kids be in the outfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, Mike Wickett looks different. That was random. It is. It just, I, it, literally, I thought it was Rick Moranis when I just went down and saw Wickett's World. 350 ESPN. It just looks like he is the, what is he, the key holder in Ghostbusters? I don't think he's the gatekeeper. I think that's Sigourney Weaver. Well, that's interesting. Now I just hope Sal Perez, they haven't announced Home Run Derby yet, have they? They still have some slots open, like Sal There's Perez can still do four open spots. Come on, Sal, get in there. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Anyways, um... Chief season right around the corner. Training camp, you know, 610 is going to have you covered. I know for a fact we're going to have you covered. 
because I know. Um, but I think the revenge tour begins with the two guys in the backfield. I think that's where I have this season going. I think I'm going to jump out on this ahead of time. I think a lot of people would agree with this as well, that it is 100% a revenge tour for the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, the last time the Kansas City Chiefs were on the field, Tyreek Hill was getting peace signed on his own from somebody else. Um, Tom Brady was once again hoisting up another Super Bowl trophy. Chiefs fans at the end of the first half probably kind of realized what it was. Um, I'll never forget. Like, I'll never forget this. Um, my girlfriend, her dad, very calm, very cool, cool as a cucumber type attitude. Never, ever once will he, what in the hell? None of that stuff. And we were watching the game over at his son's house uh, for the Super Bowl. And for those of you that followed along, uh, Pete Sweeney and I did the Run It Back show, and we had a show uh, at 4 in the morning that next day. Um, so I didn't really get to do a lot, you know, when it came to, you know, celebratory drinking or, you know, indulging in a lot of party, uh, drinks. I kind of just stayed even keel sober the whole time. Cause I want to sit back and watch it. I'm not saying everybody at this place was, was hammered. That's not it, but they were watching it and they were kind of like, okay, this is different. This is odd. You know, the pass interference play was kind of different. You heard a lot of, uh, foul language when that got called and, when the Bucks went down at the end of the first half and scored that touchdown, that's when I knew. Personally, I was like, okay, I've got to text Pete, and I've got to say, all right, the spin on this is at the end of the first half, the game was over. And that's what I told Pete. I texted him that. I said, hey, man, um, we got a long show. And it was kind of just one of those things where, you know, you didn't expect a loss like that. Just kind of the Chiefs didn't expect a loss like that. And that's why I truly believe that that is going to awake a sleeping giant. I think that bad losses in situations like that or that type of change-up can bring out the best in people. I think that that's been the way in a lot of people's careers. Not sometimes they can crush those people. Like, I think it was Mitch Williams, the wild thing. Mitch gave up the home run to Joe Carter, and then never was the same. But I think that with this Chiefs team, with as good as they are, as talented as they are, and the leadership that they are under, games like that will be bulletin board material for them until they get past that. And by getting past that is winning another Super Bowl, which I think they're very capable of doing. We talked about it earlier. The first five games, there's three big ones. Buffalo, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Now, Pete Sweeney thinks the Chargers will have a little bit to say. They'll make a little bit of noise this year. We'll see. Tapes out on Justin Herbert, but he's also protected, as Pete Sweeney mentioned, of Arrowhead Pride, chief editor of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, who I believe you can hear tomorrow on um, Cody and Gold's. I think Gold's doing the smart thing and taking the taking the vacay. You know, holiday weekend. But I think that something like that is like in the past, you know, you've seen the Chiefs. Oh, we want to do this. We want to, you know, we want to be this way. We're, we're very colorful in the way that we celebrate. We're very, and now all of a sudden, you've got guys like Travis Kelsey coming out being like, I think Cleveland could win. Last season was great. We had a lot of accolades that we accomplished. We had a lot of milestones we got to. Doesn't mean a thing if you don't have the ring. That's what he said. That was his quote. 
And you see that in a team that has a lot of personality, a lot of colorfulness when it comes to smack talk, a lot of profiles on social media is a lot of that. And I think this year you will see a team in which will be strictly business. That's why paths are different in the NFL. Baltimore, Cleveland, Los Angeles, Buffalo, their path is how can we be better than Kansas City when it matters? How can we know that we'll be able to play with the Chiefs? Whereas the Chiefs mantra and mentality is how do we get back to the Super Bowl, but this time we don't get embarrassed, we win. We're going to go out and build an offensive line. And that's why this season can be very, very, very successful with who's at quarterback and who's at running back because the offensive line makes them that much better. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, how can Mahomes get better? Give him four seconds to throw. How can Clyde edwards Lair get better? Lots of ways. Staying healthy, second year of a playbook, having time to develop those screens and misdirections. That's saying the Chiefs get better without even mentioning 10 or 87 or what 17's role is going to be in the offense. But I think this year, it's like album number four. The first three are all the same. But when you drop that untitled album where you got a little bit darker and a little bit more serious, you show people what you're really made of, not as opposed to a new sound. That's the way you can look at the Chiefs on this revenge tour. For those of you that are like me, that are Blink-182 diehards, first three albums, inappropriate, very poppy alternative, album four untitled, little bit of emo, little bit of darkness, showed a little bit more of their talent, came together as a band, not as a fun pop punk group. Maybe that's what you get this year with the Chiefs. Coming up, uh, I'm happy for Chris Paul. I'm happy for college athletes and also I'm not doing any shows until the 4th of July, and there was a 4th of July fantasy draft that I think Kramer and I should attack. Bing at night. I like the voices in the background. This is nice. You know what it's called? Please tell me. The Super Stud. Mm. That's what you are tonight, Kramer. That's a, that's what you are tonight. No. That's, that's what Pete Sweeney is tonight. No, don't give, damn it, don't give Pete that. Yeah, I, I don't He'll be here to. tomorrow for four hours gloating about how good he is. Couldn't even tell me what he was going to have for dinner at all. Couldn't even, couldn't even say anything. I really think the MLB All-Star game should let Otani pitch and hit. He did that last night against the Yankees. Well, two nights ago, and it, he got shelled. That's fair. But his ERA at one point was like 2-3-8, and he had 27 bombs. Take that, Babe Ruth. You know why the Yankees started wearing numbers on the back of their jerseys? Made it easier to tell where they were standing, where they would be in the lineup. Oh, so Babe's three. So yep. He's third and Gehrig's four. That, that makes yep. sense. That makes sense. Yep. Just found that out listening to the Royals broadcast the other night when they were playing the Yankees. The other day on Ditch, uh, Ditch Day, I went down there to hang out with the guys from 10 to 2, Cody and Gold. Also, Fesco and Kling were down there. The boss even showed up, so I felt really good. The boss was there when I was there. I'm like, see, hey, hey, here I am. As it's Futures Night here tonight, it's been retro week all week. Tonight was Futures Night with myself, Dusty Likens, and Kramer. Um, So, Kramer, this came across uh, social media as we are almost there. 
when it comes to the 4th of July where you have the table spread. Well, I'm not going to be on the air tomorrow, and I'm not going to be here Saturday or Sunday, so I figured we could do this now. It said, build your 4th of July fantasy lineup with just $20. Obviously, there's a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 category in a dollar increments. The main course, ribs are $5. Sausages, so brats, smoked sausages are $4. Cheeseburgers are 3 Hot dogs are 2 Chicken is 1 Where do you go when it comes to main course? Do you do more than one or do you just do one? I, I, just, I would just do one. So I would go ribs. See, I'm, I'm going sausage. Okay, because I will sausages. have ribs on 4th of July. I've done it every year for the last, like, seven years. I will have ribs on the 4th of July. And I, 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 I do enjoy me a good cookout. I mean, I'll watch the, the hot dog eating contest, and, and I want to eat a hot dog while watching that. Jay Binkley loves the hot dog eating contest. Um, side dish number one, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, macaroni salad, watermelon salad. Now, before I get crushed, I would love a watermelon salad, but it's the 4th of July, and I'm going macaroni and cheese. So I have spent $10 on ribs and macaroni and cheese, and there are still three categories. And I'm going to – it's like I'm torn between the coleslaw because I do like me some good coleslaw, uh, but mac and cheese is the way to go on this. Mm. All right. So you're at $9, and I'm at $10. Correct. Side dish number two, deviled eggs, grilled vegetables, baked beans – Grilled corn and potato chips. Here's where I save. I've already got mac and cheese. I've already got ribs. Throw me the kettle chips. Only a dollar. So now I'm at 11 bucks. You're also getting like a different type of spread options too. Yeah. uh, But here with me, I'm getting the baked beans. I love beans. I mean, it makes me gassy, but I I don't care. That's fine. So you're now at $12. Yep. And your boy is at 11. The next category is your beverage. Do you go cocktail, beer, lemonade, iced tea, or water? Kramer, your boy, is going beers, which is a $4 purchase, which now will put me at 15 bucks. And see, I'm, I drink enough water as it is, so the beer is going to be my water for this evening there for, you go. The, for the 4th of July, so the beer is in, in my hands. The final category is desserts. It says... Cherry pie, strawberry shortcake, cookies, ice cream sandwich, bomb pop. Sign me up for cookies and $2 left to spend. See, sign me up for the cookies and have a dollar left. Those are actually going to pay me a dollar in order Or to you this. can go back and add chicken to the menu as I could go back and add hot dogs to the menu. So when your uncle's hammered and it's the 4th of July and you're like, hey, Frank, go get a hot dog. Try it out. That's where we're at with it. That's where I would go personally. Kramer, with a dollar left, you have no other option. You have to go with the chicken. I thought this was a fun day for college athletes because college athletes are able to get endorsements today. That was a big a big stepping stone today for college athletes as they could now move forward, have their time, get endorsed, name, image, likeness, all on there in the NIL forum. That's all there is for it. Um. Man, no way. That Richardson lady, that track star, missing the Olympics now. Tested positive for marijuana. Out. Really? Yeah. Weed is still considered very bad in today's world. That's unfortunate. Stupid. Yep. Carrie Richardson could miss the Tokyo Olympics after testing positive for marijuana, per Tyler Dragon on Bleacher Report. 
So there's that bad news. But speaking of good news, college athletes can now get endorsed for name, image, and likeness. Also, Salvador Perez named the all-star starter for the American League side of things. I assume he'll take that. That's a nice little pay cut for uh, for Salvador Perez. And then also today, um, I'm happy for uh, for Chris Paul. He's an athlete that we were talking about earlier. Um, but I don't know if anybody's had a better day than Mitch Lightfoot. Hey, Jayhawk Nation, as many of you know, the NCAA has approved athletes to use their name, image, and likeness. It's a monumental day in the world of college athletics. This is not only an opportunity for me and my teammates, but an opportunity for us to connect with the Lawrence community and mutual, mutually, mutually benefit. That being said, I'm open to working with anyone who wants to be on the cutting edge of this new and exciting time. Email or DM me. Look at Mitch Lightfoot. What a man. I mean, just... Getting out there and just really putting his step, his first steps forward. What a guy. You love to see it. You love to see it. Good day for college athletes. Not a good day for the Royals. They lose 15 to 1. Everyone in their brother, their mother, their sister, and cousin. They want to see something happen. They want to see something change. I get it. Today on the drive from two to not two to six, but for the day on the drive from 4:30 to 6 for about 30 minutes. They were picking songs that people could have looked that could have played for the day's season. Today was one of those days where when you're a sports fan in Kansas City, you look at your calendar and you tell yourself, what time does training camp start? July 26th, I believe. And the biggest part about this is, is that where this team wants to be a year and a half from now and where this team is now doesn't add up. Maybe there's a little setback. Maybe there's not. From where they drafted, from where they put their cards, and where they put their eggs in the basket, it's pitching. And something's not getting done or something's not getting developed. One way or the other, it's a business. you got to make a decision. Hmm. And those soft sounds let you know that I've got less than a minute to get out of here. So I want to spend this time thanking all of you. Have a fun, safe, enjoyable weekend. It's the 4th of July. It's my favorite holiday. I'm like the kids in the sandlot when they go play the night game and they bust the cover off the ball and Ham Porter can't put the stuff together fast enough in the Congo line of food. That's where I am. Have a fun weekend. Have a good time. Stay safe. Be easy. Kramer, have a good one as well. Thanks for doing all your stuff tonight. Thanks for all the uh, slow jams as we got to listen to tonight. Thanks to the text line. Thanks to Pete Sweeney for joining the show. Take care of one another out there. Be nice. Do something nice for somebody. The world could definitely use it. I'm Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. Start up tomorrow at 6 a.m. with the guys from Fesco, followed by 10 to 2 with Pete Sweeney and Cody, and then it's CDOT with the drive to send you off to your holiday weekend. Take care, Kansas City. Bing at night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.